Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, anybody in the room today, um, you try to take on maybe too much on your own. You try, yeah, yeah, okay, I hear, I hear you, I feel you. Maybe you try to take on a project just all on your own. Um, Or maybe you're just trying to take on too much on your own, carry too much. Uh, Maybe, um, you know, maybe you're trying to take on life, if we can be real honest for a minute. And if we can't be honest in the church, where can we be honest? Um, But maybe, maybe you're just trying to tackle life, just in your own power and in your own strength. As Christians, as, you know, as, as believers in Christ, sometimes we can try to tackle our spiritual life on our own. And that's just never the way it was meant to be, and it doesn't work that way, right? Maybe you feel like, hey, you know, I'm going to church, so I'm good. You know, or, or maybe, maybe you have accepted Christ into your life, and maybe you've began a relationship with him, and, uh, and maybe, maybe things are going well at first, but maybe it's like, ah, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm making any progress, I don't feel like I'm growing, but, but you're not really praying, you're not really reading uh, the Bible, you know, you're not, you're not really doing some of those necessary things. You, you may, maybe you feel like you have some works, but we know the Bible says works without faith is, is dead, right? Because we can't earn God's grace, we can't earn God's love, we can't earn our way in, into heaven. It's given to us, right? And, and, so, and so oftentimes there's several things. So, so maybe we try to take on too much in our lives. Maybe, maybe we're trying to just do life too much on our own power and our own strength. Uh, or maybe just simply... In our relationship with Christ, we're trying to even do that sometimes um, on our own. Um, it, honestly, it can really, it can feel like um, this balloon. Actually, babe, I need you to help me with this. If you'll just hold this down here. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Um, but, but, but sometimes in life, it can feel like, all right, uh, so, so this balloon is it, filled with my breath, my hot air, okay? All right? And, and so, so sometimes in life, it can feel like, all right, man, I got the kids, I got my family uh, under control. You know, the kids are, are going to school, so, you know, we got to make sure that they're learning and, and, and growing in that area. And, um, and, and man, but they also, uh, both kids are in baseball uh, right now, so we're at the ball field. This is just me personally. We're at the ball field four nights a week, and, man, this is, this is really tough. And, and uh, we got church, you know, because that's a huge part of our life, and we, we got church, but, man, I, you know, I, I want to be involved in this and, and that, and the holidays are coming up, and I gotta, we got to get the right gift. I don't even know if we have money to get gifts this year, and, and, and I could keep this up for a minute. But after a while, this is going to get tired. It's going to get old, right? And, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear out, and I'm not going to be able to do this very long. And so, so sometimes that can feel that way in life as we're trying to juggle and balance everything in our life on our own with our own strength and power. So what we need sometimes, um, that's going to distract me later on. What we need sometimes is something that's going to be beyond ourselves. Something in our life that's going to be beyond ourselves. Now, this balloon is filled with helium, okay? So I don't have, I don't have to keep it going. I don't have to keep it up, and, 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 and I, it can go with me, okay? I can carry it with me. It's, it's going to go with me. See, this is filled with something beyond myself, right? Can you track along with me where, where I'm going? With, see, you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You need something beyond uh, yourself in your life that's going to go with you, that's going to be there with you, that's going to help you, that's going to give you strength. When you do come to the end of yourself and, and, and your own strength, um, you're going to have something that's going to be able to come up because when we are weak, um, he is strong. Amen? And so we need the power of the Holy Spirit 
in our lives. You can come back and get this, babe. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. So we've been in this series called Ghosts for the past couple weeks. Today is part three. We talked about how the Holy Spirit is in us, how the Holy Spirit is with us. Today we're talking about the Holy Spirit fills us. Because we need the infilling uh, of the Holy Spirit. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk that through with you today so that you have a better understanding of what that is, what that means, what that looks like, and, uh, and so that you can be empowered, filled with the baptism of the Holy Anybody okay with that? Anybody need the power of the Holy Spirit today? Maybe you're in the room today, and maybe you have been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, but maybe you need to be filled again. Because it's not just a one-time gig, man. You, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So maybe it's been a while for you. Maybe you know, like, hey, I feel like my tank is on empty. I could use a fresh touch from the Lord today. Anybody in the room resonate with that? Come on. Maybe you're in the room and you've heard about it. You've heard about it, but you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe in whoever you are, wherever you're at today, that God wants to come in and fill your life today with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, turn to the book of Acts, chapter 2. We're going to be bouncing around a lot in the book of Acts today, so just kind of stay with me uh, best you can. Every believer needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every believer needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Over the past several weeks, we've been talking this through so that maybe you have a better understanding of what that is or what that means or why we need that. You need the empowering of the Holy Spirit in your life. Acts Chapter 2, we're just going to read a little bit here at the beginning. Starting in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled. Someone say filled. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each of them heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all of these speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of them hears them in our native tongue? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia... Phrygia and Camphylia, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm trying. Egypt and the parts of uh, Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans, Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, amazed and perplexed. They asked one another, what does this mean? Jesus, we love you. God, we're so thankful for the baptism of the Holy. We're thankful that you give us this advocate, God, this comforter, Lord, this, this helper in our life, in the Holy Spirit. And we absolutely need it. Uh, God, sometimes it's taboo in the church world. It's taboo with other uh, denominations, God. But your word is very clear that it is for us. It is for every believer. That, God, it empowers us, not just in our uh, own lives, but, God, it empowers us to do your will and your work here on earth. So, Father, we need it. God, if there's those that are seeking it today, I pray they receive it today, right here, right now, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. So, what does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Let's talk through that a little bit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a spiritual experience following salvation. It's where a follower of Jesus is immersed or filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, we, we uh, 
celebrate water baptisms, right? And that's a different kind of baptism where you are baptized in water. So, so symbolically, you are laying your life down and you are raised up new in Christ Jesus. Amen? And, and so you are immersed in water. But Jesus said there's going to be another baptism and it's going to be in his spirit. So you are immersed in God's spirit. Why? Why do we need that? Well, here's the deal. The Bible tells us we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities of this dark world. You are not facing uh, or fighting battles that are fleshly, so therefore you need the spirit in your life. You need Holy Spirit empowerment in your life because the battles and things, even if you don't even see it, maybe you, you know, hey, man, I've been facing some stuff up against me. You don't even realize that you're facing a spiritual battle. Therefore, you need the Holy Spirit in your life. Why? Why do you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because your flesh is weak, but the Spirit is willing and strong in us. In the New Testament, it was a natural experience for those who desired all that God had for them to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Here's the problem in the Christian world today. There's too many uh, little dabble do you Christians. Too many little that, hey, well, I go to church on Sunday, so I'm, I'm good, I'm straight. You know, I got it, I got it, I, that's, all, that's all I need. And, and they're okay with just getting a little, a little taste and, and just a little, a little dab, but that's not going to do you. There's too many people that are satisfied with getting fed on a Sunday morning and thinking that's going to get them through the rest of the week. There's too many, and, and even on, uh, you know, once, one Sunday there's some that it's like, okay, I, I went to Sunday this month, I went to church this month, and so I... And it's foolish for us to think that we can be fed by someone else one day a week, if that, and think that that's going to get us through and get us by. Hey, well, I accepted Jesus in my heart when I was 10 years old, so, so that, I'm good for, you know, my life. And I'm just, you know, and there's this, this confusion, this really bad theology that people tend to believe and accept in their life. And they're missing out. They're missing out on everything that God has for them in their life. A little dab is, is not going to do you. What, what am I talking about there? I'm not just trying to be cute. Here's the deal. When you go through life, sometimes the heat is going to get very hot. You're going to face some things in your life. You're going to go through some stuff. It's going to, to wreck you. It's going to mess you up. It's going to get you off track. It's going to get, you're going to get tired. You're going to get burnt out and stressed out and depressed if you try to do everything on your own and in your own power. So when the heat comes and it starts getting hot and, uh, and it starts getting applied, it doesn't take very long, does it? Okay? It doesn't take very long. So you need to be filled with the empowerment and of the Holy Spirit. And I really hope that this works. Uh, but, or is this going to be a really big mess? You need to be filled with something beyond yourself. This, this balloon has something in it. It has, has water in it. Water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit throughout the Bible. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. That way when stuff does come in your life, you have some power, you have some strength. Not only to endure, not only to get through, but so that you can do a work for God in this life. So when the heat does come, because let's face it, let's face it, when we do face things and, and we, we get off focus and we struggle, oftentimes we pull away from God. But the Holy Spirit is going to help you draw closer to Him. And so when heat is applied, we've got something in us. We've got something strengthening us. We've got something there with us the whole time. Walking with us. Does that make sense? Okay, amen. Thank you for someone saying amen this morning. <laughs> you need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled 
We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need something greater than myself. I need something beyond myself to empower me through. So at salvation, God puts his Holy Spirit in us. Puts his Holy Spirit in us, in each believer. Romans 8 9 said, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. 1 Corinthians 6 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. If you recall a story of a religious leader going to Jesus at night, his name was Nicodemus. You guys remember that story? What did Jesus tell him? This, this man was sincerely seeking something new, something different. He was seeking Jesus and he said, what do I need to do? And Jesus says, what? You need to be born again. Thank you, all you Bible scholars. You need to be born again. And that perplexed Nicodemus. That didn't make sense for those that don't know and have not been around that. That doesn't make sense for us to be born again. I cannot become a baby again. I'm not Benjamin Button. I'm not going to do this reversal thing. That was a great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. But I can't be born again. How does that even work? Here's the deal. When you receive Christ, your spirit is reborn. It's your spirit that is renewed and made new and, and reborn. It's, your spirit. it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual matter. Right? You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your So, so at salvation, you receive it. But then there's this whole other thing that God has for us. And it's this baptism in the Holy Spirit, this infilling and this immersion, this overflow of his power and his presence, his Holy Spirit in our life. It was his infilling that was so critical to the early church. If you go back, if you read all through the book of Acts, if you read all the, the epistles of, of Paul and, and you read all, the, it was the Holy Spirit that was critical in them continuing to spread the gospel all around. It's the same for you and I today. And it would be foolish for us to think that we could advance God's kingdom without it. We need it. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. They knew as a Christian who had been saved they knew that they needed the Holy Spirit. In fact, if there was someone that they encountered that, that they knew and accepted Christ into their life, they would ask them, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And there were many that they encountered that had not yet. So what many would do is send spiritual leadership to pray for that person. There was a, a, a situation in Acts 8, 14 through 17. It says, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. And when they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They had simply had given their life to Christ and then started following. But they didn't even know that, they, that there was this other experience that they could have. So then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit does come on you and you do are baptized in the Holy Spirit, here's what that may look like. The initial physical evidence of the baptism is speaking in tongues. It's the initial physical evidence. Uh, there, there's other things that may happen as you develop uh, this life of being uh, baptized and filled and walking in the Holy Spirit. There are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. There, you, know, you may have heard of, of things like prophecy and words of knowledge, and, and there's a lot of things that we're not going to dive into today. But there's all these other gifts. There, there is uh, also fruit. In other, other words, the, the, the following and leading of the Holy Spirit is going to produce some maturity in your life to where you now have patience with people. Imagine that. To, to where now you are loving, to where now you don't walk according to your flesh, but now by the Spirit. You no longer get mad and upset about silly little things that used to really work you up and get your blood boiling. 
Now you're walking by the Holy Spirit. So, first, the initial physical evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. When people are baptized in the Holy Spirit, man, it, it takes you to a different level in your walk with God. Your prayer life goes to another level. Your, your worship will go to another. When we learn to pray in the Spirit, when we learn to worship in the Spirit, when we learn, when we get that heavenly language of, of speaking in tongues, it takes, because it's only between you and God. You may not even know what you're saying, but God hears it. And, and, and it's just this whole deeper level that you get to experience when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. But why, why this speaking in tongues? Many of you may have grown up hearing about this, and, it, and a lot of emphasis is, is put on that. It's a great gift. I would encourage you to do that. In fact, uh, Scripture, Paul oftentimes would encourage people to do this. You, it, it's, it's a great, it's an important thing, but oftentimes so many people focus so much on the gift and not on the giver. And that's where all the confusion kicks in because we're, we're so busy trying to think, how do I speak in tongues? How do I do this? How do I do I don't understand this. I don't understand. And then we don't do anything, and then we get frustrated, and then we don't want it anymore and it's that's exhausting all we have to do is simply focus on God and his purposes for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and let him do the rest but but why speaking in tongues that's weird right if we can be honest that's kind of a strange thing for God to do so why is that only thing I've ever come across is, is simply this while we don't know for sure this it's not it's not painted out for us in scripture like very clear but if you remember in James 3, 5, it talks about that the tongue is the most unruly member of your body, right? James 3, 5 through 8, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Our tongue can get us in trouble, right? See, 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 we have the power of tearing people down. We have the power of talking behind people's back. We, we, can, we can ruin people's lives with the words that we say. Or we can choose to speak life, to build people up, to encourage, to, to, to pour into someone, right? Such a small part of the body can make great boasts. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. Jeez. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. So when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, even the most unruly member of our body can show evidence of submission to Christ. It's the best explanation I can give you for why God would give us this gift of speaking in tongues. Other than it just takes your walk with God to a deeper level. Your worship, your prayer life, to another level. Whatever spiritual gifts or fruits you receive, they are a result of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and their benefits for the kingdom of God. However, the Holy Spirit manifests in your life. Again, whether it's tongues or prophecies or words of knowledge or, or just encouraging other people, however it is, whatever fruit becomes a product of you being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is the purposes of the Holy Spirit that are the most important thing. And that's simply that you don't live according to your flesh, but now the Spirit is so that you can walk out the purposes of God in your life. Jesus told the disciples that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power to be my witnesses. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that we should seek every day. Again, it's not just some one-time gig. It's, um, it's not just something you might experience in an altar call. You 
experience it in your home. I, it's so funny. It, it always trips me out how people think, well, I need prayer, so I, I, I have to have a pastor pray for me. I've experienced this so often. Like, there's some weird stuff going on in our home. We need a pastor to come pray. Listen, you don't need anybody to come pray over you. You pray over your home. You get some anointing oil. Go get some extra virgin olive oil and start laying hands on your house and, and praying over and blessing. You don't need me to come. I'll do it, but you, don't, you can do it. The same authority that Jesus gives me gives you in your life as well. So walk in it. What would happen if you were wake up in the morning, wake up 30 minutes early? Because you know once the kids are up, that's it. Game over. Right, Christina? Okay. So wake up 30 minutes early. Go ahead and brush your teeth. Maybe get a cup of coffee. And lay hands on yourself and say, God, today I need the filling of your Holy Spirit. I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to get through this day. So now, God, will you fill me? Well, imagine if we did. But we, we only keep that to this atmosphere. That's a box that we're trying to box God in. I want to put a lid on God and what he wants to do. I want to put a box on God. That's the Holy Spirit is something we should seek. Everybody, look at, look at Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know why he singles out um, alcohol here. It could be anything that you could put in here. It could be food. People always want to talk about drugs and alcohol. No one said that, because let's be honest. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that. It could simply be something here that is meant to comfort you. What is meant to comfort you? What did Jesus say? I'm going to send the, what? the comforter in the Holy Spirit. That's why I don't feel like you, you need to drink. I don't feel like you need to do anything. So, so, so what do people often do? When, when do they drink wine? Most of the time it's they get home, they kick off their shoes, or ladies, the bra comes off, and, and y'all know what I'm talking about, and, and you get the glass of wine, and, and, and you just want to kick back and relax. Many people get off of work and, and they go to the bar because they just want to kick back and relax and, and take it easy. But that's the purpose. One of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to comfort you. You don't need all that other stuff. Oftentimes we look for everything else to fill us. And it's our body is a The Bible says it's a temple for the whole. That was what it was created for, to house Holy Spirit. You need it every day. Too often we have reduced the baptism of the Holy Spirit to a one-time event. Paul said, keep on being filled. Acts chapter 4, we see another time where the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit again. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a command, not a suggestion. Command. Now, look at Acts 1 4. One, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. This is Jesus. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. He didn't make that wasn't a suggestion. That was saying, hey, if you get around to it, if you get around to making it to Jerusalem, he's like, no, go there, wait, because I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. I want you to be filled with it. And it's a gift. It says, wait for the gift my father promised. This is a gift. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is a gift for you. Jesus knew that for us to effectively accomplish this great commission. To go, therefore, and make disciples. He knew this would be necessary for us to carry out that commission. We would need supernatural assistance in the Holy Spirit to carry out the great commission in our life. So how can we do, how can we experience this Holy Spirit? Again, maybe some of you have, or, and maybe some of you haven't today, but how can you experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit? 
you have to create an atmosphere of expectation. I don't want to come in on a Sunday and just think, well, it's this Sunday. This is just what we do. So, you know, we just go in as busy. I want to expect every week that God is going to show up right here in this place. I don't want to just come in and let's just go through the program. Let's just go through what we normally do and just see what happens. I want to come in with an expectation knowing that we are going to touch heaven this morning with our praises. God is going to pour out and people's lives are going to be touched and changed. I don't want business as usual every week. We have to create an expectation in our life of the Holy Spirit moving. Create an atmosphere of expectation by praising and expressing love to Jesus audibly. Those who were first baptized in the Holy Spirit spent time praising God while waiting for the Spirit to be poured out. And when they were in that upper room, when we just read Acts chapter 2 at the beginning, they were in that upper room. They were praising God. They were lifting up the name of Jesus. They were seeking after Him. They were going there until God moved. Until they were filled. That's what they were doing. They were worshiping. Acts 2, 6, when they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken from a practical standpoint it's easier to speak in tongues if we are praising the lord out loud right and and again this seems to be the most confusing part of the baptism of the holy spirit is this concept of speaking in tongues so here's how to work through that if you're seeking that if you have questions about that here's the thing uh you have to be willing to stop speaking in your native language whether that's english or spanish or whatever creole for you my Haitian people over here, whatever it is that you speak, whatever your native language, you've got to be willing to stop speaking that. You cannot speak two languages at the same time. I try. I try to speak Spanglish. It's just confusing. I confuse myself trying to do it. You cannot speak two languages at the same time. So what we have to do is we have to leave the known to receive the unknown. So receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, just as you would receive any other gift. Just as you would, you would receive it. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to beg God. God, please give me the Holy You don't have to beg for it. Just simply open yourself up and say, God, will you give me the Holy Spirit? I want the Holy Spirit. I'm seeking it. Will you? And, and you don't have to beg for it. Just reach out and take it. And thank Jesus for that baptism in the Holy Spirit. And when you begin to hear expressions or words or syllables forming in your mind, just speak them. It, it, it's going to bubble up. That's the best way I can describe it from my experience. It's just going to bubble up. And it's going to sound like gibberish. Don't worry about that. Okay? Don't worry about it. It's going to sound like, you, you may just sound she come on a Honda. You know, it, it's going to sound like, and it's going to sound like nothing. It's not even going to maybe sound like a language to you. Don't, don't let that mess you up. Just let it bubble up. Let it come. You may only say like one little thing. That's okay. Fluency is going to come the more you do it. Fluency is going to come the more that you pray in the Spirit. The fluency is going to come the more that you take advantage of that gift that God wants to give you. The Holy Spirit, He's not going to speak for you. He's not going to force you to speak. It will we'll speak. It'll be our words. It'll be your voice. It'll be your uh, tongue. It'll be God's words speaking through you. You'll never speak it if you keep waiting for the Spirit to put it into you like some kind of trance. That's not how it works. Your mouth, your tongue, your voice, his words. Uh, and then the, the thing is that the miracle is not even in speaking it, but it's the words that are spoken. Jesus won't miraculously make you speak, but when you do speak, he's going to allow you to speak 
a spoken language and in another tongue. Again, you may not hear the words in your mind, or maybe you will, but when you speak, they will be in your mouth. So even if it's just a few syllables, let that go, and the fluency uh, will be it, it will come, and it may not sound like a language to you. This is where a lot of people get tripped up. Even people on the outside, they, this is fake, it's not real, that's not even a language. But, but in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, Paul talks about if I speak in tongues of men or of angels. Right? It may be a known language. I've seen that happen where someone uh, gave a word in, in tongues and it was an actual language. And someone in the room was able to interpret that for themselves because they spoke that language. I, I've heard of um, the... Um, the, the used to be the president of Southeastern years ago, Dr. Rutland. He shares in his story one time he was in another country and the Holy Spirit uh, gave him the gift of speaking in Spanish. Like fluently, boom, right there on the spot. You don't know how the Holy Spirit's going to work. We just need to be open to what he wants to do. And again, it may not sound like anything. It may not sound like any kind of language. It may just sound like a bunch of gibberish. But it, it is a heavenly language for us to express to God. Being filled with the Spirit is not based on your ability to understand the language. It's just simply being obedient to him working in you and through you. Realize that you can't control that flow, or excuse me, that you can control the flow of the uh, Holy Spirit through you. 1 Corinthians 14, 32, the spirits of prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. And then again, once you receive it, continue to pray in that spirit, Holy Spirit every single day. We are built up in our faith when we pray in the spirit. Again, it's going to take you to a whole other level. First, first Corinthians 14, 4. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Jude 1, 20. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in the most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Worship team, you guys can come up. Maybe that's a lot. Maybe that's a lot to take in. Again, some of you, I know you understand it, but maybe some of you don't. Let me show you a little bit this morning. Before Christ, or apart from Christ even, we're filled with ourselves. So these ping pong balls here uh, represent our flesh. We're, we're filled with, with ourselves. Right? So we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit so that we no longer walk in our flesh, but that we now walk in the Spirit. So again, as we demonstrated earlier, we need to be filled with something else, something beyond ourselves. So as you seek it, as you ask God, God, I need to be baptized in your Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I'm filled with myself. I, I tend to want to follow my flesh. I tend to follow what I want. I need, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, the, and we begin to be filled. And it's an overflowing of the Holy Spirit in our life. It fills us to overflow to the point where we don't walk in our flesh anymore. We don't desire our flesh, but, but now it's the Holy Spirit in us that is filling us to where what we do now is filtered through this Holy Spirit. It's not filtered through us and our own opinion and our own logic and our own uh, ideologies, but now it's filtered through the Holy Spirit. Even though, even though, because listen, this doesn't mean like temptation is removed from our life. We're still going to face moments. We're still going to face struggles. Uh, we're still going to face things in our life. But as those things do come, it doesn't get in us because it's filtered through the Holy Spirit. Some of you today, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If not for the first time, maybe for the first time in a long time. You need that fresh outpouring. You need that fresh filling, overflowing 
empowering you in your life, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you're at today, wherever you're at today in your walk with Christ, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift from God for you. Why would we not want a gift from God? It's a gift from Him for your life. So when you surrender your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes, it lives inside of you, it serves as Christ's mark of ownership on you. And then there's this experience that God wants you to have of being filled and immersed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants to baptize you that today, to immerse you, to flood you. And when he does, the Holy Spirit, it'll draw you into a daily, ever-growing relationship with Jesus. It'll give you incredible power, not to do a bunch of things, but simply to live as a witness to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. You want it this morning. Anybody want a fresh touch from the Lord? Anybody want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Let's experience it. Let's go after it. Come on, will you stand up with me all across this Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.